Today we find ourselves in the Gospel of Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 13 through 20. Hear these words. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ and the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we, as your people, have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sixth grade English class. This lady who I thought was probably way too old to be teaching, who also went to my church and sang in the choir at my church and sang off-key every song she sang, and she sang at the top of her lungs, and I still had to see her every day of the week except Saturday. She said this, In English this year, we're going to learn two poems, and you're going to memorize the two poems for your grade. Okay, I like poetry, but I have to recite poetry before the whole class. Gaily be died a gallant night and sunshine and in shadow. Had journey long, El Dorado. I've memorized that one. But then one changed my life. It's called An Arrow and a Song by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I shot an arrow into the air, it fell to earth, I know not where. That line has stayed with me, the, the poem goes on. That line has stayed with me all my life. I shot an arrow into the air. It fell to earth. I know not where. Now, as a grown adult, that thought scares me to death. I'm an avid archer, and I can't stand to miss the target, especially when I don't know where my arrow went. But I wonder about in our lives if we can relate for a minute to archery. You see... Archery has a huge paradox in it. You take a stick and you put a string on it and you take another stick and you put it next to it and you find a point that's straight away, but yet the other stick, the arrow is sticking out this way. And you've got to somehow pull it back and shoot the arrow to hit the spot you're looking at. It's called a paradox because the bow is in the way of where the arrow is supposed to go. Our faith is like that. 
How many things do you have in your life that get in the way of your relationship with God? How many things do you see every day as little hurdles in your life that keep you from being intimate with God? Every time I draw an arrow back, and you know what they call it where you take your arrow all the way back to? To your anchor. Your anchor, it's, it's called, it's right here in the corner of my mouth. Mine is, my middle finger goes to the corner of my mouth. That's my anchor. That's when I know my sights are lined up and I'm aiming correctly because I've found my anchor. And when I let that arrow go, I've been anchored right, then it should go where I pointed it to go. But there's a reason we call it our anchor. Because if we pull out here, our arrow goes all crazy. If we pull down here, the arrow goes off. You have to have an anchor when you draw your bow back. Isn't that what we have to do in our lives with faith? To face the hurdles in our life, to face the paradox of living in this life of faith, don't we have to have an anchor? And Jesus asked the question today to his disciples, those who he's gathered, those who he's training, those who he's forming. He says, who do they say that I am? Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the many prophets, Moses. Who do they say that I am? John the Baptist. But then he gets intimate. He's not really concerned about who they say that he is. He's concerned about this intimate circle finding their anchor. And he says to them, who do you say that I am? And the way that we answer that question defines how we live our lives. It's the primary question of our lives as Christians. Who do we say that Jesus is? Who do we say that Jesus is? What, what does our anchor look? I can define my anchor. It's the corner of my mouth with my middle finger and sometimes my thumb is behind my, my jaw just to make when I'm pulling a heavy bow. I know my anchor. I can tell you what it is. I can tell you what it looks like. But who do we say that Jesus is? If he's the anchor of our faith, who do we say that he is? Are we bold like Peter and we jump to the first answer that comes to mind? Well, he's the Christ. He's the Messiah. You are the son of God. Now, what you have to understand is Peter's answer is like most of ours, not completely correct. I mean, he defines what Jesus is, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. But in Peter's mind, Peter's thinking warrior, conqueror, king on a white horse with a big sword. Peter's thinking Jesus is going to ride into Jerusalem and he's going to slay the government and he's going to take over all and relieve all the oppression. That he's coming to, he's coming to the party and he's going to make big waves. I mean, we have to look at when we when we first accept Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah, the salvation of our life. Our definition of anchor, I hope, is different than when we're 20 years down the road. Because I believe we grow as people of God. I believe that we, the people of God, when we claim Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life, when we make Christ our anchor in our life, we set a stone there that says we will grow from this point. 
I can't tell you how many arrows I've broken. I've even broken several bows. And there's nothing worse than when you draw a bow back to your anchor and it comes apart in your hand. It slaps you upside the head and knocks you all wacky and it scares. It sounds like a gun going off. It's, it's terrible. And I've shot arrows into places that I don't know where they still are. I can't find them. But I've always been able to pick up a bow and put an arrow on and find my anchor. Even when things have blown up in front of me. Even when I'm at full draw and I'm looking to my target and the bow lets loose of itself. And the limb came and it hit me right in the forehead and it knocked me back and it sounded like a gun going off. You have events like that in your life? When you, you claim Christ as your anchor and next thing you know, everything blows up in front of you. You've got, you, you think you're pointed in the right direction. You think things are going just perfectly and you're pointed in the right direction claiming Jesus as your anchor and everything Blows up right in front of you. And I can promise you that if you've walked through that journey. That if you've looked at seriously at the anchor and how you held your anchor and what went wrong in that moment. That you've grown to a better understanding of who God is. If God's walked with you through death, divorce, trials, tribulations, addictions, whatever it is that wreck is. God's been there as your anchor, and if you've made it to the other side, you have a different understanding of who God is. God's not the conqueror. Our relationship with Christ has nothing to do with being about conquering things. It's about living into who it is God is creating us to be. Oh, Peter. How many of you think of Peter as the rock when you hear that name? I think of the guy who jumped out of the boat so eager. I think of the guy who, hey, when he was at the mountaintop and, and he, he was with Jesus at the top of the mountain, he decided he was going to build three um, places of worship for Elijah and Moses when they appeared and Jesus when they appeared. I, I think of a man who took a sword in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and cut off the soldier's ear. I think of a man who denied Jesus three times. I think of a man who said, Jesus, Jesus said, I want to wash your feet. And he said, don't wash my feet, wash all of me. I, I think of this bolsterous, big mouth, think before, I mean, act before you think kind of guy. But Jesus says, Peter, you have defined your anchor in your life. And on you, you will no longer be known as Simon. You'll be known as Peter. On you, the rock, I will build my church. Even though Peter's understanding of who Jesus was, was not correct. Jesus said to Peter, I will use you. I will use you. I will take that addiction. And I will walk with you through it till you overcome it. And when you overcome it, you'll teach others how to overcome theirs. I'll take that broken marriage and I'll repair it. And I'll use you as an example to others how they can fix their marriage. I'll take your child who's gone wayward and we'll bring him back into the fold. And we'll use that as an example to teach others. Do I need to keep going? I'll take that job that you can't do very well and I'll make you an expert at it. 
Whatever your failure is in life, whatever you define your misconception of who you are, of who God created you to be, whatever it is you're hanging on to that keeps you away from your anchor, God says, let go of it because I'll take that and I'll fix it. I'll take that and and I'll use it. I'll take, I heard this a long time ago, I'll take your mess and I'll make it my message. I'll take that broken bow and I'll teach you to build a bow that won't break. I'll take that arrow that's lost and I'll work with you until you can see where that arrow is supposed to go. Until you learn how to shoot correctly. I'll walk with you through all of the ugliness. Peter, I'm going to walk every step with you. And you think about it. Jesus, who's, who's Jesus take to the top of the mountain when he's facing his arrest? And he has to go to the top of the mountain. And he goes to the top of the mountain and he takes Peter and the sons of thunder. Right? James and John. And he goes to the top of the mountain to pray. He surrounds himself with his three strongest, most gregarious, most go get them people. And what do they do? For an hour, Jesus prays. And he comes back and you know what he finds? Like most of us, if we were asked to pray for an hour, we would be doing this. Right? I mean, we used to have a prayer vigil in one of the churches I I pastored. 24-hour prayer vigil on New Year's Eve. So that you could walk into the new year being prayed up and ready to go. The church. And you had an hour slot. I'm going to guess. I filled one of those hour slots. I'm going to guess that there were a few winks caught during those hours. That the people who were praying for the church, I'm going to guess many of them fell asleep while they were praying. In fact, I can tell you that I walked in at 3 o'clock in the morning to the church where I was the pastor of to take my hour of praying. And I had to walk up to the person sitting in the pew and tap them on the shoulder because they were still praying. And Peter's words, Jesus' words to Peter then were, can't you stay awake? Just for one hour, I asked you to stay awake. Just for one hour, I asked you to pray with me. But here's the deal. None of those instances with Peter kept him from being who it was God had created him to be. What's holding you back? From being who it is God has created you to be. You've accepted Jesus as the Christ. You found your anchor. And God wants to walk every day with you in your life. But we, the people of God, we want to remember the bad things. We want to remember the the things that we can't be forgiven for. The things we can't forgive ourselves for. The greatest hurdle a human being faces is not being able to forgive themselves. God's already forgiven you. And God wants to move you past it and grow you so that you can use your mess to be his message. God wants you to find that anchor so that you can learn to shoot the arrow because you know what? The paradox of the arrow is the arrow bends when it's released. When the power comes upon the arrow, it bends and becomes flexible and it makes its way around the bow. Did you know that? It doesn't shoot straight off the string. It bends because the back end of the arrow is getting more power than the front end of the arrow and it bends around the bow and it finds itself to the target, being flexible enough to allow the power that's powered it towards the target to sustain it till it hits its mark. Did you hear me? Let the power that you find from your anchor 
Be the one that allows you to be flexible in your life. That means allow yourself to make mistakes, but come back to your anchor. Come back to your power. Come back to the Holy Spirit and know that you're forgiven. Forgive yourself and move forward. And you'll find your target. You'll find what it means to be a person of God. Peter, how about this for pressure? On you, I will build my church. There's a lot of pressure in that statement. Changed his name from Simon to Peter. Somebody asked me this week, says, why did he call him Peter? In the Greek, the word Petra means stone. So every time he heard his name, guess what he was reminded of? Jesus saying, Peter, on you I will build my church. You want to talk about walking around with pressure? Peter, on you I will build my church. People... You've accepted Jesus as the Christ. As the Christ, I'm trusting you to go forth into the world and build the church. A lot of us crumble under that pressure. We crumble under that pressure. That's too much pressure for us. Even Peter. Oh, I saw you. You were with him. Me? No, I don't know him. Yeah, yeah, you. You were with him. I saw him. You were with him in the garden. I saw you. No, no, you must have been somebody else. I told you I don't know him. That's what he said. Peter, on you I will build my church. Folks, there's nothing that can take us away from the relationship God has with us. If we've accepted Jesus as the Christ and we've made that the anchor, God is going to walk with us every bit of the journey until we hit the mark. Every bit of the journey until God opens God's beautiful big arms and says to us, well done. Come home. Well done, good and faithful servant. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been well done. But we, the people of God, have to recognize that Jesus as the Christ is our anchor. And it's not a demeaning anchor. That our power comes from that. It's a God who walks with us in grace. It's a God who walks with us in forgiveness. It's a God who empowers us in those moments in life when we don't quite know what to do next. Do you think Peter had any idea how to build a church? The only example he had was Jesus. And Jesus blew his expectations out of the water. Jesus never rode a horse, never wielded a sword. Never took on the enemy in battle. He loved. He loved people. He forgave people. He lifted people up. He blessed people with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he gave the responsibility over to Peter to build the church. We're the people of God. And we claim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And it's our responsibility every day to go out into this world, a world that's dealing with a pandemic, a world that wants to judge you and find out what side you're on because of the color of your skin, a world that wants to judge you and and find out what side you're on because of your political stance, a world that's trying to divide us as human beings. And God says, find your anchor. God says, who do you say I am? Are you living into the answer of the question? That's the question of the day. 
Are you living into the answer of the question when Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Are you pulling back to anchor knowing that that bow is not going to come apart? Knowing that that arrow, that you are going to be flexible enough to walk with the Holy Spirit and allow the bumps and the bruises to come. And that God is going to be with you in every part of that journey. And that you're going to hit your mark as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Are you doing that? Are you living into the answer to the question that Jesus has asked us? I shot an arrow into the air. It fell to earth. I know not where. For who but sight could see the arrow in the flight? But it goes on to say in the very last part, it says this. Long, long ago, I found my arrow stuck in an oak. You see, if we'll be faithful to where God will lead us, if we'll be faithful to answering the question of who we say God is and living into that answer, we'll find who it is God's creating us to be. And we'll live in to being the disciple of Christ that we are called to be. And God's church will grow. Today, who do you say that he is? And are you living into that answer? Amen.